Hey, I'm Camille Joy, the host and creator of the Moments of Joy podcast, the place that will leave you surely feeling motivated, inspired, and encouraged. Welcome to the show. I need the joy, the joy of the Lord in my heart. I need to make an exchange. Mm-hmm. My day even starts. Let your light shine. episode of the Moments of Joy podcast has been brought to you by Words of Hope. Words of Hope is a daily devotional podcast. It brings a few minutes of comfort and hope to your day. Each episode includes a passage of scripture and a thoughtful reflection, and it's only five minutes long. You can listen to this anywhere and anytime. It's available wherever you find your podcasts. I've been listening to Words of Hope podcast for the past few days, and I've been super encouraged. This is why I was so excited to share it with you guys. Please download it today. Welcome to the Moments of Joy podcast. I am excited to have with us today, Prophetess Tiffany Moriar, founder and CEO of Glam Empowerment Network, author of Womenology, prophetess, mentor, coach, and fiance, new fiance to Apostle Brian Wilson. Tiffany Moriar, welcome to the show. Hi, Camille. I'm super (laughs) excited to be here with you. So excited about what you're doing and to be a part of this Moments of Joy podcast. Thank you so much. I forgot to add that she is my personal mentor, so it is an honor to have her on the show today. Thank you so much. Well, I'm so excited for everyone to get to hear your story. I've heard you on numerous platforms, but every time you speak, there's always a piece that I have not heard, and I love your transparency. So we're just going to jump right into it. And we start all of our guests off with starting in their childhood and just giving us a scope of how you grew up, and it helps us to see the full glory of God just shining on your life right now. So how did you grow up? I grew up in a household where both of my parents were heavily involved in church. Um, My dad at the time was a minister of music. My mom at the time was a minister. They are now pastors, but at that time they were not pastoring. My bishop um, being really the only grandfather active in my life, um, fictive Ken, of course, nevertheless, very real. Um, So my rearing, Um, history was heavily influenced by the things of God. Um, I think with every child, you have children that are gifted from a very early age. Um, You could see a level of giftedness in me. Um, I, you know, sang in the children's choir, but most importantly, uh, I was filled with the Holy Ghost at seven years old in my living room at home. Um, And A lot of people did not know, but my parents knew that the Lord deal with me prophetically, um, you know, through my childhood as well as um, in my teenage years and so forth. Um, That wasn't something that was really publicized, but my mom and dad and brother knew um, that I would have, you know, um, supernatural encounters. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, yeah. So I think the Bible says train up a child in the way that they should go and they won't depart. And so um, my mom and dad really instilled the things in, of God in me. So, um, yeah, that is yeah. Cool. So I, I, 
That's that's awesome. And as I was watching the Clark sisters this past weekend, I thought about your dad because he was a minister of music and and you are musically gifted and he was able to shape and um, nurture that. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, my dad, he um, actually had a keyboard in our house, like a little piano. Um, and I never forget, I was about 10 years old and he made me play Total Praise with the choir. Mm-hmm. Um, and he made me rehearse it over and over and over again um, so that I could play um, this during Youth Week while the choir sang it. Um, and so my dad definitely, it was just a very creative environment. My mother, a singer, um, my dad, a songwriter and musician. So uh, coming from a very musically inclined family, my brother, a drummer, um, it was just a very um, great atmosphere for a creative person and to really just develop any type of gifting you had. Absolutely. And so this developed in you a voice and a desire to want to be a singer, correct? Yes, I um, I didn't want to be a Christian singer, but <laughs> I did want to be a singer. Um, I would identify, you know, with the sound that I heard on television, um, and it was more the R&B sector because um, my tone and voice, I did not really hear in the gospel community. Um, at the time, it was heavily traditional, um, the gospel sound. And so... For me, um, it caused me many times not to to feel um, like I was, um, what would the word be, Um, like I was similar to anyone in my environment. I would feel kind of out of place in my gifting because I was very different. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's probably why um, coming into the realization that I was even a preacher took so long. I always knew that um, there was a a heavy prophetic grace on my life. Um, But for some reason, I didn't equate that with preaching. And I think um, it's probably because of the um, uh, depictions of what a preacher kind of sounds like, looks like, talks like. The voice that I have now is not the voice that I had when I was developing. Mm -hmm. So um, it kind of caused me to more... Um, to more gravitate towards what I was gifted to do opposed to what I was purposed to do. Mm, That's good right there. A lot of us do that. We gravitate towards what we are gifted to do. And just because of what you described, not seeing anyone around us that helps to pull that out. Um, So in your early young adult years, about was it after high school where you began to pursue that singing career? Um, I was even in high school. Um, my dad literally would take me out of high school sometimes to um, go and have meetings with uh, record companies, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. So immediately uh, graduating high school, I began to sing background for um, doing spot dates with like Jamie Foxx, Nelly, Carl Thomas, and a bunch of people that were kind of on the scene at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, the reason that I actually stopped that mm-hmm. was um, I, I really didn't feel like anything was wrong with it because my thing is your employer, you know, isn't saved and that's your job. So what's the problem? That was my right. mind. You know, every day you go work for Bank of America or you go work for um, the phone company and they may not necessarily 
you know, profess the things of Christ. Nevertheless, this is your livelihood. And so my mindset was, this is my livelihood. Um, and so I was getting ready to sign a record deal and um, I was about 19 years old. And uh, the Lord woke me up at about 5 a.m. Um, every day straight and said, do not sign this contract. Mm. So um, I did not sign the contract, uh, cut ties with um, the people that I was working with and kind of just went back to the drawing board. Mm. I still had spot dates available because I still had connections. Right. So I could still do like a Good Morning America gig or an Essence Festival or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I didn't see anything wrong with it. And so I asked the Lord to speak to me concerning it um, because everybody kept saying it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And at the time Bishop Mose was alive. And so I didn't want to tell him, you know, what um, I needed God to speak to me about because, you know, as my grandfather, he was going to just be like, God said, no, now go sit down. (laughs) (laughs) So so instead, I got in the prayer line and said, I need God to speak to me about something. So, you know, he began to pray in the spirit. He said, God's going to speak to you in two weeks. Mm. I had been rehearsing to go on tour with Music Soul Child and um, it was me and a girl, and we were doing all the rehearsals in Philly, driving back and forth. And so um, on the 14th day, literally two weeks later, um, after I asked for uh, that prayer, and he said he would speak to me in two weeks, um, they called and said, we changed our mind. We don't want you to go on tour. We want male background singers instead. Wow. And so and this is after all the rehearsals and everything. So I'm like, okay, this is God speaking. And so mm-hmm. I have not done another R&B secular uh, music gigs since then and so I got a job working at AT AT&T and um you know to understand that statement I was making $1,500 to sing for 15 minutes oh my goodness to put down and this is like in 2005 so um you know $1,500 in 2020 is different than what it was in 2005 yes 15 years ago and so um I began to uh, start at the drawing board again. And, um, you know, I took $300 a week at AT Mm AT&T opposed to the $1,500 to just seek the Lord. Because I got to a place where I said, you know, I'm... I'm not living, I'm existing. Living means you're on the road to something that, you know, there's a trajectory that's set for you and you're following that path. I was kind of just existing in repetition. Yes, getting a check, but where am I going? Yes. So I got tired of that and I said, God, you know, I'm going to take this job. I'm going to humble myself, take this job and just kind of recalibrate, reposition myself and allow you to develop me. At this time, I didn't know I was a preacher. Um, And during that time for about two or three years, I went into strong fasting and praying. And it was then that um, Prophet Todd Hall prophesied to me. And he said, if if you've ever seen me preach, Mm. and if you've ever seen my ministry, how would it feel to surpass me Mm. in a couple years? Prophet Hall is everything that I am. He is a preacher. He is a singer. He is um, someone that operates heavily in the prophetic. And so I didn't understand that statement um, until later. Mm-hmm. Um, so that same week, my um, bishop um, released me into ministry um, as an evangelist, which mm-hmm. was a starting point. Um, I believe that uh, um, each ministry that you go to, um, one uh, 
one water, one plants, one waters, but God gives the increase. And so, you know, I believe that the seed was being planted right there. The destiny was being planted um, with my bishop. And then throughout the course of time, God has sent other people into my life to develop me um, into where I am now. And the phase that I am in is um, my apostle ordained me last year as um, prophetess. And um, I've just been being um, trained heavily in that. And so that's the place that I've been operating in. Yes. Amen. I remember that very first um, sermon that you preached. And that was back when MySpace was really the yes. thing. <laughs> because I remember scrolling down my MySpace and seeing the link and just crying at my computer because that was a time in my life where I had just left this toxic relationship and I was just trying to get back to God. And I was like, oh, it set me free and it, and it put me into position to just really seek God and serve the Lord. Even back then, I, I don't even, I think I, I sent your, you a message and just um, thanked you for it. But I, I know that so many others were blessed by that first initial coming out. And yeah. so, Oh my goodness, what a blessing. And that's still on YouTube. If if you're listening and you want to see what we're talking about, <laughs> you came out of the gate swinging at the enemy. <laughs> yeah, and I think everyone was in shock. Even I was in shock. I was preaching like, is this happening? <laughs> because to know me, I wasn't really a public speaker like that. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's amazing. That testifies to how God can develop you into what you are called to be, even if you're not currently functioning in it or have never functioned in it. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to be um, terrified just to talk in the middle of songs, mm, um, wow. worship. So um, for God to really just develop me out of that. And like now I've become a whole talkie. Like, I mean, I'm probably... <laughs> You know, and so yes. the Lord to do that, that, I mean, you, you know, be encouraged because, you know, even though you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Amen. And you talked a little bit about your sound changing that the way that you started is not how you are right now. Can you expound a little on that? Yes. I'll never forget. I was leaving Planet Fitness one day um, and I was in prayer. Um, I, I would constantly, you know, when I would go to the gym, I would just run and pray while I was running. Um, and I, as I was praying and this was during that course of the three years of consecrating, um, I'll, I'll never forget. I was, um, you know, praying and I began to pray in the car and I began to really cry out to God and travail. And I wasn't really a travailer. So mm -hmm. I began to travail, this travail came over me. And literally, I heard as I was travailing in my car, the voice change immediately. It wasn't something gradual. It was like an immediate supernatural shift that had happened um, mm. in the car while I was in consecration. Wow. That is amazing. And so that's, that's an, a testament to how your voice can literally change in a moment. Yeah. In an instant. Really, it was while it was crying out to God. That's why I tell people, you have to really get into the presence of the Lord because mm -hmm. in his presence, that's where things change. And people say that as cliche, mm -hmm. but like literally not just conditions, but even just who you are, the to totality of who you are can begin to change in God's presence where you won't even recognize yourself, your sound, your thoughts, um, just who you are as a person. Even the glory that's on your life will begin to manifest or even increase just 
is as you stay in that place, literally you will come out changed. Amen. And so you are the CEO and founder of Glam Empowerment Network. What gave you the de desire to um, mentor and cover women and start this ministry that started with conferences? Um, you know, I have this joke and I may, I probably shouldn't say, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> like, I didn't even like women. I'm just yeah. going to say, it. you know, they yeah. can be very petty. They can just be too much. Mm -hmm. um, and just my history with women wasn't the best. Mm -hmm. So um, for various reasons. So I, um, you know, this wasn't something I desired to do. This was something I was called to do. Mm -hmm. um, while I was working at AT&T, um, in 2007, uh, six, maybe 2000 and no, I worked there in 20, 2006. And then I worked there again in 2010. Right. So about 2010, the Lord gave me a vision while I was at work and he said, you know, you're going to start a conference. Mm. So I was like, really? Okay. He's like, yes, you're going to do a women's conference. And he gave it to me verbatim, but he said, you're not released to do it now. So I didn't even do the conference until 2015, five years later. Wow. But, um, once I did the conference, um, uh, you know, you need manpower if anything's going to be successful. And so it began with me just um, kind of pouring into the women that were helping me with the conference. Mm -hmm. um, and so it went from that. And then the Lord told me um, at, in 2016, to begin a mentorship program. And so I'm like, well, I don't even know how to begin that. What am I gonna do? And so kind of just really, literally allowing divine instruction to come to me with that and just to unfold that. I tell people all the time, if you come up with something, it's gonna fail. But if mm -hmm. you seek God for divine strategy, it will never fail because he'll, he has insight in, you know, to what's gonna work, what's not gonna work. And so the mentorship program began and it was going great. I did it all of 2016, all of, 2017 um and um and i'm still doing it now but in 2018 the lord said okay now i need you to build an economy mm. and so um i said well what do you mean build an economy and so you know he said um you're going to take your business and grow it and expand it on another level um you're going to offer classes online mm -hmm. you're going to offer a whole glam community outside of events Mm -hmm. um, and so what the Lord was really doing I, at the time I was heavily doing prophetic conferences, but the Lord told me, he said, we're going to stop that for a season, um, because people are becoming too dependent on the prophetic mm. and they're not, he said, I want you to build women. Wow. You know, there's, there's a point where you, you know, speak to someone's spirit and give them divine instruction, but people can become very addicted to that. And so yeah. the Lord said, that on pause. Now I need you to build character. I need you to build lives. I need you to build women. I need you to build an economy as well. Wow. An economy wow. will be built for you as you build a community. And so um, 2018, the end of 2018, I, I um, really began to build Glam Empowerment Network into um, an online community where there are classes now. Um, there's not only a Bible study, but there's classes on intercession, which I have you teach sometimes. Yes, there are um, classes on finance, uh, um, female empowerment, um, prophetic impartations, um, black and educated, um, a class that's taught by therapists for um, mm -hmm. health and wellness. 
all of these different classes, um, which I believe is edifying um, the women of God. And I think that that's very important that people are not only, um, you know, um, hyped up and excited, but that they're edified and that they see um, what's being poured into them, um, you know, manifesting and dripping over into other areas of their life um, in the form of growth. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. And, and I can just attest to the strength, uh, the culture of Glamish is sisterhood. And, and you've given sisters to many that don't have natural sisters. And um, you've given us the, the push and the nurturing that we need to just move forward in Christ. You know, sometimes when we're in our individual churches and we're not seen and we're not called, we think that we're not called, but you give us that push, you know, to believe in yourself. Yeah, I think you every everyone should have um, someone in their life to, um, you know, help pull out of them what's in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when you're in church, um, you know, depending on the size of the membership, you can get really lost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially if you're in like a mega ministry, um, you can get very, very lost within the the ministry because you know no one can see you, and it's so it's so big that if you are off track, it's kind of hard to discern that. You have to rely heavily on just prophetic preaching um, or preaching that will find you where you're at, opposed to someone actually being able to say, "Hey." Mm-mm something's going on with you. Yeah. You know, and so glam is that community of even if I'm busy and, you know, my schedule is crazy, there's somebody in the group that will see you and find you. Mm -hmm. I used to joke about that. I'd be like, I got to get myself together before we get on this call because prophetess will be like, Hey, Hey, what's going on with you? I see you. (laughs) You okay. (laughs) You need that. You absolutely need that. Absolutely. (laughs) And so um, now in 2020, not only um, are you the powerful mentor, prophetess, coach, you are newly engaged. So congratulations. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) So you recently started a blog and I love the transparency of it. I love your transparency period. I think that so many times um, people can just look at your pretty face and see how you powerfully preach and, and just miss the fact that you are a real person and you have so much to tell. Um, Your transparency is so beautiful. So thank you for always being transparent, um, not just in glam, but on your blog posts. So recently, you begin to share um, about your journey to being engaged, but you recently wrote a blog post called I'm Not Getting Married, um, where you spoke a lot about just uh, causing yourself to speak and believe that you weren't getting married and be okay with that. Um, But that has been shattered now, but can you expound a little bit on that blog post for us? Sure. Um, You know, after being in, you know, a certain amount of relationships as women, we can get into the mindset of, I'm good. I just, I don't have the energy. I don't have the strength to try this again. I mean, really, who wants to start over again? You know, depending on how many times you've had to start over, you have to tell the secrets, you have to open up a level of vulnerability. Um, You have to put in time only to get to the end to find out that it doesn't work 
And so that can become very discouraging for me. Um, I had come out of a relationship that was extremely traumatic, extremely emotionally, spiritually, mentally abusive. Um, and so it put me in a place where I was like, uh, no, mm. I mean, I'm talking about like, mm. uh, like curse you with cancer mm. type of abusive. My goodness. Um, because you asked a question, Lord. Um, that kind of stuff. Mm. And so um, for me, I, when I finally got out of that, you know, after things started unfolding and just finding out that, you know, this person was a fake, just mm. like, not what he portrayed to be, mm -hmm. um, you know, just completely, you know, uh, anyway, <laughs> not what he yes. hinted that he was, um, because, you know, you don't want to throw people under the bus and yes. comes, but uh -huh. you know, the facts. Right. And so, um, it just really put me in a place where I just was like, no, like, you know, I, I am not getting married. Men mm -hmm. are liars, you know, whether they're men of the world, men of God, they're all the same mm -hmm. so I was in that mindset. Um, and so, you know, me and my fiance had been friends. And so mm -hmm. I actually was talking to him about the stuff that was going on. Oh, wow. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, um, my ex. I'm finding out, you know, he was sleeping with a whole nugget, this girl and whipping everywhere and mm -hmm. did this, all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, me and him would just be laughing about stuff. And I had no idea that I was actually talking about this stuff with my soon to be husband. With your husband. So, you know, it's so crazy. But um, what happened was the Lord really had to intervene because when you have a really broken heart, when people have broken you, you know, um, yeah, um, and really just, you know, trauma is very heavy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it has lasting effects, um, you know, levels of PTSD, mm -hmm. um, et cetera. And so the Lord really had to cause me to open up my heart again, because I was like, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. so, um, I've done this before. I've opened up my heart. They played the part. And then two, three years later, you know, stuff starts coming out of hiding mm -hmm. so you know um he just i as friends i really just discerned that he was who he said he was mm -hmm. you know and most importantly that what i came out of was a counterfeit yeah. um i'm talking about so many similarities it's scary mm -hmm. wow but, my fiance uh, was the real deal. Mm -hmm. um, and so you just have to put yourself in a place where, you know, one, you take responsibility. There are certain things that we go through. We have to take responsibility. Everything is not the devil. Everything is not the other person. There were signs you saw and ignored. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, there were some signs that I saw that I just couldn't believe mm -hmm. that I ignored. Right. And so, you know, you just have to really, in retrospect, look at the situation, take responsibility for what you allowed, take responsibility for what you didn't shut down, take responsibility for your actions and your portion in it. And instead, it's easy to blame another person, but maturity says, I'm going to sit back and see, even though I was in an abusive situation, mm -hmm. what part did I play? Absolutely. Even if I'm admitting it, mm -hmm. you know, what 
part did I play in this? Mm -hmm. And um, just going through a process of healing and deliverance, you know, I, I went through deliverance and, um, you know, he just, I took it, I, it, it wasn't really slow. It, mm -hmm. Like I, all the time, it's like we went from friends to just being engaged, basically. Awesome. You know, mm -hmm. dating very short. Mm -hmm. um, dating period was extremely short. Um, and what? What caused you to to shift your mindset to okay, this guy is 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 more than my friend. Um, you know, I'll accept him loving me. I'll I'll allow him to pursue me. Um, one of my um, prophetic friends, I was me and her were we were in Neiman Marcus and we were shopping, and he had Facetime me, and so she's like, "Who's that?" And I was like, uh, "My apostle friend." She said, "That ain't no apostle friend. That's an apostle bay." And I said. <laughs> Apostle Bay, and um, you know, she was like, Tiffany, that is your husband. And I was like, that's not my husband. And girl, go somewhere. And she kept on pushing it and kept on pushing it. Um, and I, I kind of ignored it. And we were on the phone one day, and as we were talking, this energy came in on, while we were on the phone. I can't even, I've never experienced it before. It was an energy that came in knitting us together. Wow. Like on an emotionally romantic, I mean, because he, I just even, you know, looks, et cetera, he's always looked like that. So I wasn't like phased by it. I was completely like, okay, you know, he's handsome. So, you know, plenty of handsome men, you know, he's mm -hmm. talented. So plenty of talented men. This is my friend. I've set my mind to that. That's that. But this energy came in and shifted it. And I know that this was God because at the same moment that this energy was knitting us together, my past was trying to text me. Mm, wow. Literally trying to interfere in this moment. Wow. At that exact moment, I hadn't talked to him. We weren't communicating, but at that exact moment where we were being divinely knitted together, he was trying to interfere with it. And I blocked him right in the middle of it. Mm. Amen. And so, you know, just being able to discern what was happening, I knew it was of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So you quickly move forward and you guys are now engaged to be married. And I know for you, you're a very private person. Um, so, you know, what did it take for you to, you know, become public and, and allow yourself to share that with the world? Well, actually, we, we were getting married all the way back in July. Mm -hmm. um, but nobody knew. So mm -hmm. um, for Thanksgiving, we said, okay, we'll make it public and kind of allow people into our process. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I think you, you shine a light and you are a ray of hope for many single women who, you know, are maybe in ministry and maybe not just, just young women that fairy tales are not um, something that cannot come true and that God will divinely send you your mate. Yes. Um, at the same time, though, you know, sometimes we miss our moment because of things that happen. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I could very well say this, the fairy tale is not a fairy tale because I was supposed to get married tomorrow. Mm. And the wow. Messed everything up. Wow. And that would put an immature person in the mindset of everything is ruined you know, um, my fairy tale isn't my fairy tale, um, mm -hmm. or even make you question and be like, well, am I supposed to get married? All of those different things. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so you have to, you have to be, you know, 
mature in these things, you know, understanding that nobody is perfect. There's nobody in the world that you will date that is perfect, but there is somebody that's perfect for you. And when I look at Apostle Brian, I know that there's nobody better for me than him. Amen. That is beautiful. Thank you for letting us in on that. <laughs> that is beautiful. So as we get ready to wrap up, um, I would just like you to share a special um, message to all the women that are listening, um, whether they are trying to pursue music, whether they feel disqualified in ministry, or whether they are thinking um, that they never be married. Would you just um, share a special message to those women who are listening today? God made you in his image and likeness. You are a reflection of God. Because you are a reflection of God, you can't fail. That's the first thing. Second thing is promotion doesn't come from the East or the West. It comes from God. So don't seek people to affirm you. Don't seek platforms or use that um, um, as a measuring of whether or not you are called by God because people will miss it. Mm -hmm. And um, people will also, you know, not help you to the next mm -hmm. level. Um, when I was trying to do glam, I didn't have a platform. No one gave me a platform. God said, create your own platform. And I believe that that's a season that we're even in now with social media, that God is giving everyone an opportunity to, you know, um, have, 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 a platform, you know, through social media that whatever he gives them that he can, that they can share with the world. And so you don't want to be discouraged because, you know, people may not, um, you know, deem you as one of the ones. Um, but ultimately I believe that God is pulling people, you know, from the backside of the desert and even causing, um, new voices to rise during this time. And so you want, even during this quarantine, I believe this is a time um, that God is giving us to create. And so if you are creative, if you are an innovative person, um, or if you are not doing anything right now, take this opportunity to seek God for your next phase and for your next level. If you've had situations with relationships and you've been in horrible relationships and you know, you've been broken or even you're in a relationship right now and you're having trouble getting out, the best advice I can give you is let go, give it to God and go on a consecration and, you know, put it on the altar, put it on the altar, you know, um, and don't look back. Don't look back. And sometimes it can become very difficult in doing this, but you have to discipline yourself to do it. Um, the only way that you can do it, the way that I got out of my last relationship was I literally went on a 21-day liquid fast. Mm. I was on a 21-day liquid fast. I was living somewhere um, and my ex was paying half of my rent. And I was in a, and I'm talking real talk now to wow. the listening. Mm -hmm. my ex was paying half of my rent. So even though I was in a situation where I didn't even want to be in the relationship, my stability was going to be threatened if I got out of it. For those women that are dealing with situations and you're in a relationship with someone that you know is not God's best for you, and you feel that if you leave, your stability will be threatened, trust God. I knew that the Lord was pulling me and calling me out of this relationship. And what I said was, I said, I'm going to put my apartment on Craigslist mm -hmm. um, and I need to move. 
I need to get out of this state. I'm going to move. And, um, you know, um, I need someone to take over this apartment because I don't even have the finances at this time to uh, pay the breaker's lease. Mm -hmm. By the time I get home from preaching this weekend, I need somebody to have this apartment. Mm. And the next day, someone called and said, I need your apartment. Wow. This is while I'm on a 21-day fast. I mm. said, oh, God, some, you've handled that situation. Someone's taking the apartment. Now what, God? I need somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. As soon as I said that, one of my spiritual daughters said, I have a job offer. I need somebody to take my apartment in Maryland. Wow. I wow. took the apartment in Maryland. And God worked every situation out. I left. Um, I left and I gave up the apartment um, without knowing what was ahead of me. Mm. If you take a step forward, God will work everything out. But you have to have faith and really take a step of faith saying, you know what? I don't care what's going on. I don't care what my finances look like. I'm going to pack up my house. I'm going to pack up wherever I'm at, and I'm going to drive myself into the will of God. That is what I did by myself. I had no assistance. I packed my whole house up, got in a U-Haul truck, put my car on top of the U-Haul truck and said, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going out of here. Mm. And because ultimately my breakthrough in deliverance is the most important thing. And when I took that mindset, God opened it up. I was in a season of lack because I would not let go of what was not for me. When I let go of what was not for me, resources begin to open up. I mean, God began to increase my finances substantially. I'm talking about a whole nother tax bracket. Wow. So I'm saying this to say that if you're in a place right now where you are with somebody that you know that the Lord is saying that this is not for you and there being a hindrance to your destiny and a hindrance to your growth, Trust God to break the soul tie during these social distancing moments and trust God that when we come out of this, that he will literally open up a door for your release. I believe that. And I believe that if you trust God, that he will manifest that in your life. Amen. Amen. God is so good. While we, while you were speaking, my sister has no idea that we are doing this podcast recording. And she just sent me um, something that you wrote on Instagram on November 30th, 2019. And it says, God is releasing you into your season of recompense. Wow. And I believe that God, you just showed us that through this test, through your testimony. Yeah. And, and, what it, you was, spoke and it was literally, that was years before even 2019. I mean, just so mm-hmm. many years before that. And it's crazy because you can be going through stuff and people not even know, mm-hmm. you know, um, because I am a private person. Yeah. You know, the reason I'm telling it is because they overcame not only by the blood of the lamb, but by yes. the word of the testimony. And I believe that God has some people going through certain things so that the testimony can be a vehicle of deliverance for others. Amen. Amen. I thank you for your deep transparency today. I am guaranteed, um, I can guarantee you that there will be women who are set free and delivered um, just as I was in by your by your transparency. So thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I'm glad to have been a part. It was a blessing. Amen. As we wrap up, just remember that you always have the option to choose joy and moments of joy podcast is released every Wednesday, wherever podcasts are available. Receive your joy.